Listening to the NLVI Radio Gospel Network, four minutes after the hour.
get that. What I like about it. There'll be no more senior choir. No more young adult choir. No more inspirational choir. But I'm talking about when we get there, everybody's going to get together. No more jealousy. No more hatred. No more envy. You know how sometimes your body gets tired? You see, there'll be no more Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays. But yeah, 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 can I let daddy sing? If it's all right, if I let him sing, let me hear you say, yeah. You know, I've been waiting a long time for this. I tell you, I've been waiting a long time. I've been singing with Daddy 17 years. We've had a lot of ups and downs. But I want y'all to know it makes me feel good to be able to stand here tonight. Y'all excuse me for a minute. It makes me feel good tonight to be able to stand here and put my arms around my daddy. I love my daddy, y'all. Somebody got a good daddy like me. But somebody here ain't got no daddy. Those of you that don't have a daddy, let me ask you something. I don't want you to say it because I'm asking you, but if this fit the way you feel, let me ask you something. Won't God be a father for you? Won't God be a father for you? One of these days, when this old war is over, we're going to take off these old shoes we got on. Put on a pair of old slippers. Take off these old suits we got on. Put on a long white I'm going to let my daddy tell you what we're going to do when we get there.
my Savior, always trust. Don't lose your faith and our hope and disgust. For he's a friend, I know he is now, until the end. Well, he is my friend, every day, Lord. Sixteen minutes, sixteen minutes after the hour. Again, thank you for catching the way that's going back down memory lane. The late great Sam Cook and the Soul Stirs. You're listening to the NL5 Radio Gospel Network. That doesn't mean that I don't believe that there's something bigger than me. Cause I've seen in a hospital room. The doctor said, sorry, there's nothing more we can do. Well, it wasn't through. I've never seen a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. But I've got a promise I can hold in the middle of the struggle. God, if you stand, you'll perform not be how I want you to do, but here's what I'll do, I'm gonna wait on you, I'm gonna wait on you, I think that you're good, I'm trusting your promise, I'm gonna wait on you, I'm gonna Your 
can just wait. Instead of trying in your own strength, you should just wait. Instead of calculating what will happen if you go wrong, you should just wait. My steps are ordered by the Lord. Yeah, I should just wait. Thank you. 
Who can melt the heart? 
Have been cold there in my shadows to never have sunlight on your face. You were content to let me shine. You always walk a step behind. the one with all the glory and you were the one with all the strength a beautiful face without a smile a beautiful smile to hide the pain Hey! Yeah. 
think of the wind beneath my wings, I, I have to think about daddy. Because I used to worry all the time, wondering would I meet dad again, or would I have to see him, or would he know me when I see him. But I kept going to church and I found out that the first trumpet sound, hallelujah, the dead that died in Jesus is going to get up and go be in the middle of that. And I'm going to be caught up gravitation is going to lose it hope. And I'm going to float on up in the air. And Dad is going to see me coming and he's going to know me. And I'm going to get a chance to tell him what I always wanted to tell him. Daddy, you are the way And I love you. 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 Sounds of Harvey Watson Jr. You are the wind beneath my wind. Fifteen minutes before the top of the hour as we worship, give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor. And somebody said, I feel the presence of his power. And guess what? It's on the inward part of me because his spirit dwells in me. Come on, help us worship and lift up the name of Jesus. To God be the glory.
I feel good. I feel like singing a little song. I can move on here. Y'all mind? Can I move? Can I move on this song here? And I got a friend I want to call on this song. I want y'all to make him feel welcome. He came all the way from Columbia. 
better go ahead on and give him some praise, huh? That's the sounds of Lisa Nose and the Brown Singers. Five minutes after the hour, here's brother Jay Garwell and the Ambassadors. Every weakness. Every weakness. 
I know that's right. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Brother Jay Carwell and their ambassadors, you're catching the wave right here from the NFI Studios, Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm your host, the Anointed One. Let's go back down memory lane with the late great Aretha Franklin here on the NFI Radio Gospel Network.
Let's slip a little bit. Take it to church, Daryl. I just came to tell you, hold on. Doesn't matter what you're facing right now. The promise of the Lord is that it's temporary inconvenience, a permanent improvement. So go on through your Monday. Praise Him on Tuesday. Shout on Wednesday. Glorify Him on Thursday. Get yourself ready Friday. And then get set. Because the Bible says that your weeping may endure for the night. But hold on. Because when the morning comes, your joy will be there.
are listening to the NFI Radio Gospel Network, Raleigh, North Carolina, and Atlanta, Georgia. I am your radio host, Tanya White. It's 9.30 a.m. coming up at 10 a.m. this morning. Is Pastor Cecil Wilson of the True Community Church, Siler City, North Carolina. Now back to more gospel music.
like the weight of the world get on my shoulders. Sometimes it get hard for me. Sometimes not all the good I try to do. You know the devil is busy. All of my life. Let me tell you this and I'm out of here. Do me one favor. Won't y'all do me one favor? Somebody came looking for a miracle tonight. Somebody came looking for a miracle tonight. Y'all do me one favor. Shake somebody's hand. Come on, shake their hand. Come on, shake their hand. Let that woman shout. And today. 
He woke you up early this morning. Then he lay you down last night. He watched over you all day long. The enemy thought he had you. He tried to keep some of y'all from coming tonight. But how many know you feel anyhow? And you're going to praise him. You're going to wave. Wave your. Wave your. the wave in HD2 sound with tight acoustic bass. In a world where, where, where DJs reign supreme.
listening. And now, let's join Elder Carrie Harris, pastor of Word of Deliverance Ministry, Raleigh, North Carolina. Good evening, Pastor. Good afternoon to you. To God be the glory for all he has done. Oh, come worship the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I thank God for this opportunity to be here. I thank God that we have come through another holiday a, a, a Christmas holiday where we celebrate the the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, and it's really good to still be on top of the dirt and not in ashes. <laughs> I thank God for Jesus. And I think of all the things that I've... <laughs> I've, I've gone through not only me, but a lot of people have gone through stuff that they didn't need to have to go through because somebody else thought they needed to go through it. So let us read um, first from St. John chapter 3, verse 16. And where is that? This says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we come to you, Lord, we come giving you thanks and honor and all of the glory. Father, you've done so many things for us. In other words, everything that has been done for us, you did it. Hallelujah. All, all things good, and every once in a while you throw in something that makes us stop and think who you are and think of all the things you have done for us and through us and we just glorify and we say thank you for your grace and for your mercy. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. For God, love the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not but you know, it amazed me when I, I look I look back over the holidays. Let me back up and say, uh, how are you doing this this afternoon, Reverend Kearney? Uh, hope you had a good holiday. Now we, we look back over the and, and, and we think how good God is and how much he loves us and and then I look back and I, I think how we say we're Christians, which means we are Christ-like. 
but the word Christian and Christ-like means we're supposed to be like Christ. And, you know, I know that to be Christ-like does not mean that Christ tried to provoke people to see how far he could push them before they make before he made them say something that they don't need to say. But we stand on the fact that, oh, I'm Christ-like. I'm, I'm saved. No, that's not right. <laughs> that's not right because when you push people, listen, if somebody, if, if, if you ask somebody to do something, and they said no. And then you ask them again. And again they say no. Ask somebody else to ask them. And they say no. See, what what that's doing is causing this person to become incensed. And I remember what time that uh my sister kept doing that to me. To, to me, she said, uh, "I said, you know what? I said, you make me so mad, I want to cuss." <laughs> and she said, "Well, cuss then." I was so through, I didn't know what in the world to do. Because <laughs> usually she would have said, "You're a son of God. You don't have no business saying that." <laughs> but. That particular time, she told me to go ahead and cuss, and and that was not in her nature. So I knew that was Satan using her to just push my buttons and see which ones that she could um, use to to to, to push me to my just the first she could push me. But then, um. I said, Lord, I said, thank you that you didn't allow me to use that word because, see, that was a time in my life. And I know people don't, people look at you because you got a title now that you didn't have all of your life. And they sat back and pretend like they've been, uh, Saved all of their life. Well, see, I wasn't saved all of my life, and and that's how come I'm so thankful that Jesus was born, and Jesus died, and Jesus rose again, <clears throat> because He knew that I was coming, and that I was going to need to be saved, and that's how come I'm so glad that He made. Uh, provision for me to call on his name and worship him in spirit and in truth. But it, it, it amazes me that you can be saved 50 years and somebody else can come along and they've been saved maybe three or four years and all of a sudden they begin to act like I'm holier than you. I got all this I've got all of this salvation, and, and you don't have any. Come, let me teach you what I know. And 
Now, don't get me wrong. I don't care how old you are. Saint can teach you something. But when you begin to teach a saint, when, you, when your main objective is to teach a saint what, that they've had to live through a lot of stuff for a long time, they've gone through a lot of stuff for a long time, and then that's just like having a child that's five years old that's got a whole lot of sense that you don't have at 30 or 35, 40. Can you imagine a, a child five years old teaching you how you should live your life if you're 30, 35, maybe 40 years old? It's the same thing. Because, see, what God has done, he's taken all of this stuff that we use in our life on earth. He made, He sits us so he patterned our spiritual life after the same thing. Hallelujah. God is a God of love, and that's how we are supposed to treat each other, with love. And we are supposed to treat each other with respect. And we're not supposed to go around telling, telling lies on each other. We're not supposed to go around hurting each other, doing stuff to see how badly we can hurt somebody, and then look way down our nose and and and, and 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 then judge somebody for feeling what what's been done to them. Hallelujah. But they say God for God so loved the world. In other words, God loved a much world so much that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever and I'm a whosoever. I'm a whosoever. And it's, it's just like when you're feeling feeling really down, you're feeling either emotionally on a, on an emotional low, or you're feeling physically bad. And somebody keeps saying, "Come on, let's go do this. Come on, let's go do that." And you're feeling bad. Maybe you've got a headache, or maybe your knees hurt. Maybe something else hurt. Maybe your shoulders hurt. And you keep right on digging in behind them. What you're trying to do is get them to say something to you to hurt your feeling that you won't soon get over. And then say, oh, I thought you were saved. And that's what I say about the person that do that. I thought you were saved. Because, <laughs> see, you don't deliberately say things to people that's going to cause them to go off on you. That ain't what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to lift people up. If somebody says, come on, let's go for a ride, and you say, well, I don't feel that going for a ride. Well, come on, let's go. And you say, I don't feel that going for a ride. And then you keep right on. Then when they tell you something that hurts your feelings, and then you, you can't feel that. So why do they hurt my feelings? Why do they do that? They did it because you wouldn't stop. <laughs> You didn't know when you were supposed to stop. So once they told you something to hurt your feelings, then you stopped, and then you want to throw it back on the person that did it. But I'm telling you, please don't do that. Please don't do that. That's just like 
one of the other things, people say, not to talk about this because it's something that I've gone through. There are some things people talk about that they don't know what they don't know the difference between two words. There's a word called fear. And in that fear there's fear and then there's such thing as a phobia. Fear is something that even though it starts in the head, that's where it stays. But a phobia is a chemical imbalance that takes places in the brain. And you can't control, that's not something you can control. And that's just like I've got a niece that, that, that have this total fear of getting lost. There's nothing that she can do to change that. I've got this fear of heights. I can sit in my living room and watch TV. And when these people are showing people uh, 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 an apartment for sale up there on the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth floor, and they step out on a balcony, my body has the same reaction as if I was the one that stepped out on the balcony. Or if I'm looking at the TV and they show somebody on a Ferris wheel, I can't look at that. I can't look at that. Now, the fear, again, say for instance, now we know that Oprah Winfrey is a billionaire. When she lived in uh, Chicago, she lived on the 57th floor. If she told, if she took all of her money and laid it in her living room floor, I'm talking about at least $3 billion. Somebody that's got a fear can force themselves to go get it. And she said, I'm going to lay all of my money in the middle of the living room floor. And this has nothing to do with spirituality, because see, and black folks have this tendency to say, well, if you had all this faith, uh, you, you wouldn't be scared like that. Because they keep thinking that fear and phobia is the same thing, and it's not. A phobia <coughs> is, a, it, it, it is a chemical thing that takes place in the brain. Okay. They got this fear. They can force themselves to go get that money, even for a third of that money. They could, they could, uh, 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 ooh, they could go to the top of the Empire State Building and retrieve that money. But if it's a phobia, I wouldn't care if it was all the money in the world. You can't force yourself to go get that money. Your brain can't do it because, see, in a, in a phobia, it will cause you to have a panic attack. A panic a panic attack is part of a of a phobia. But people don't seem to understand that. That's just like saying to a person that's having a heart attack, "You need to stop having that heart attack." 
If you, if you say you say, why are you having that heart attack? You must have not have enough faith. But that's not how God works. That's not how God works. You, if you've got a phobia, then you trust God, but you know at the same time your, your body literally responds itself. You, for instance, I, I, I thought it was just downright fear, but one day, last, week before last, my nephew and I were riding. And I was getting, I was getting ready. I must have been about a hundred feet from this bridge, and it wasn't particularly, particularly tall. And I'm coming up on this to this bridge about a hundred feet. For I start hurting, my whole body just start hurting. And with fear, it does not cause pain. It does not. Wait a minute. Let me back up. It does not cause physical pain, but a phobia, because it's, <coughs> it's chemi- chemically controlled, it starts in the brain, and you, and it will cause you physical pain, and it and it will it can mimic a heart attack, and you could be sitting up somewhere riding. And you and you can just turn around if you're going across the bridge. You can look out there, and your heart starts pounding just like, uh, and, and you can't control it. And so that's that's just like what saying you don't need to have that heart attack. And you hurting in your chest, but somebody's telling you that's not what you need to have. You 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 saved. You said you were saved. Where's your faith? And blah blah blah. They just go on and on and on and on. And and until you uh, tell them to stop. For instance, uh, I had a problem with some, with some guy that he and I were going someplace to eat, and he told me he said, "Well, I, I said you, I said I hope you don't drive fast." He said, "No, uh-uh, I don't drive like that." So I said, "Well, I said okay, I'll ride with you." So okay, we get in the car. We go from one town to the next. He drove fine. Oh, by the way, he's a pastor. So we get in in the car. We go from one place to the next. Okay, on the way back, because he was supposed to do my hair, uh, he took off going up a real busy highway. Well, he, and, and you might think, well, 70 miles an hour is not fast, and it might not be for some folks. But try steering the car with your knees, using the steering wheel with your knees, and uh, text him while you're driving and running 70 miles an hour when it's bumper to bumper traffic. Try that. And you have no control over what's going on, and you can't stop them. So then once that happened to you, and, and you're careful about who you get in the car with, and then somebody else will come along and say, well, come go with me this place. You said, no. And then, well, why? You said, well, I got in a car with this person. And they drove this particular way. 
and they told me that they were going to drive in a bad way, and they did. I, I can't. I, at that point in time, I decided that if I don't get in the car with anybody, I won't feel that helpless no more. And uh, they said, oh, come on. And uh, you said, well, no. I said, see, at the end of this trip, one of us is going to be angry with the other. Either I'm going to be angry with you because I told you I needed to tell you, or you saying to me by your actions and what you said, oh, I don't care what you feel. This is what I want you to do. Don't nobody care what you think. This is what I want you to do. And that's what it says when you keep that on the system that somebody uh, does something that you told them you don't do and why. So you don't even owe them an explanation as to why. You don't really love that person. Hallelujah. When you conceive, if you tell me, no, I don't want this. Just like, for instance, if we're eating fried chicken, and I said, don't you want some chicken? I said, I said they have good chicken. And you said, no, I don't want no, I don't want any chicken. And then maybe you might come back with, maybe I might come back with, well, they got some good baked chicken, a, a boiled chicken, a broiled chicken, and you say I don't want any chicken. And ah, oh, you 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 out to eat, you out to taste a little bit. See what you're saying to me that I should say you should say something to me to hurt my feelings to keep me from running my mouth. But that's not showing love. So you, what you need to do is not. Insist that somebody do something to you or, or say something that uh, that Jesus wouldn't do. Jesus, you know what? Even the sins that people did, Jesus didn't insist that they do it. He would tell them, but he didn't insist that they do it. When Jesus met the woman at the well, he gave her the information that she needed, but he didn't insist that she do anything. He told us that, uh, call, you, uh, call your husband. Let's talk to him for a minute. I'm back paraphrasing. Let's talk to your husband. She said, I don't have a husband. He said, you telling the truth because you know what? You had five, but the one you got then is still not yours. And he didn't say to her, oh, you all the, uh, you, you, you done had five. You look at all them divorces you had and blah, 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 blah. He didn't say none of that. He told her what she had had. And, but he didn't insist that she do anything. And that's what we need to do. We need to show love with each other. You, when you're trying to force somebody to do something against their will, um, you shouldn't um, get angry with them because they're not doing what you want them to do. If you love a person, you love that person for who they are, not what you want them to do for you. Uh, it, it might not what you want them to do for you. But for instance, for instance, let's say this. On Christmas Day, my nephews and nieces wanted me to come with them, but I felt really bad that day. I felt tired. I had, I've had the same headache. God 
got up the same headache this morning. And they, well, we want you with us. So I'm standing, but I don't feel like it. Oh, but I said, does it mean that I have to be miserable so you can be happy? Oh, well, no, no, we don't want you to be miserable. Just come on, go with us. <laughs> it is. I said, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> Well, we need to stop pushing people to our limit and then walk in church and try to look holier than everybody else. And we may we might not sin, but we just make everybody else around us sin. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. When somebody if they're not feeling well and out and, and and you up in all this noise, everybody laughing and stuff, and, I, and you don't feel like it, and then you upset because they don't want to see it, because they don't want to sit up and listen to a bunch of noise. You're not loving that person. You're not loving that person. Um. So in order to love somebody, you need to let them be conscious. You don't need to cuss folks out. You don't need to talk ugly to folks. You don't need to make them feel like they need to cuss you out for you to shut up. You don't need to. It's a whole bunch of stuff. That, that, that's a, uh, sometimes people just need you to just hold them and hug them and, and, and care about how they are feeling, not just saying, I, you know what, I love you, but you don't. Because any time you keep pushing me to tell me what you want from me and not caring um, how I feel about it, uh-uh. Because, see, I care, I care about you. Uh, just like, for instance, if I have something you want and you ask me about it, uh, I feel like I want you to have... I want you to share with me, or I want to share with you what it is you need to cause you to be happy. But at the same time, I don't feel that if I'm hungry and you're hungry, I need to give you, if I say, well, I'll give you half of what I have for the food I have, you say, no, I don't want half of it. I want all of it. So that means you didn't love me because you didn't want me to have any of the food that was mine to start with. So we need to. Take time to start loving each other. And that's where it was when this Nicodemus went up this tree uh, to talk to Jesus. I meant to see Jesus. Uh, and that's, that's in the first verse of uh, St. John chapter 3, when it said there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Now, he was a ruler, but he didn't know all of the ins and the outs of what was supposed to happen with Jesus. Okay. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, which means teacher, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. See, he was right. No man could do these miracles that God do except God be with him. 
but with God, with Jesus, Jesus was God himself. And that's how come Jesus was loved, because Jesus and God was one in the same. And and that's how come we need to love one another. We may need to uh, take our place beside the Lord. We need to look at each other uh, with love in our eyes instead of looking at people with greed and greed and selfishness in our eyes. Look at them with love and submission and all of that stuff. Because God loved the world so much that he just gave his only God son. But see, people don't want to give anything. Hey, they want to take from you. I don't care how badly you feel, they want to take. And and, 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 and it amazes me that it's usually Christians, that, that people that call themselves. See, I won't say people that's Christians, people that call themselves Christians that want to take from you until you until you just get tired and you just want to get away from them. You want to, don't even want to be around them. But anyway, God is a good God and God is an awesome God. So I want, it, all right, we just come through this, this holiday when we celebrated the birth of Jesus. And like I had a problem with, well, no, I didn't have a problem. It was a discussion where I was told, well, um, Jesus uh, wasn't born on December the 25th. So I don't know how come we celebrate on December the 25th. And they just went on and on and made a big thing about it. And so I asked him, I said, well, listen, was Jesus born? Well, yeah, he was born. How did you know that? Uh, the Bible says so. Okay, did you read that in the Bible? Well, no, I didn't read it, but people been preaching it all the time. I said, okay, so you believe what was taught. I said, so if Jesus was born, and you said he was born, what difference does it make what day he was born? I thought what you were celebrating was the fact that he was born. Because, see, if he hadn't been born, he couldn't have died for our salvation. But he did. So I don't think people are celebrating the day that he was born. They're celebrating the fact that he was actually born, which gave us a ticket in the kingdom of God. Well, I don't know about all that. Well, then don't say if See, it, there are things in the Bible that I don't know. I can't explain. There are things that I actually can't explain. I said, but those things, I would say a word about them. What I do is find somebody that we can discuss it and see and see how it's supposed to go down. Instead of that, go get take you a course or a class in somewhere and, and, and study that. When you love the Lord, the word tells you to study, to show yourself approved, the workman of God, rightly dividing the word of truth. So don't pretend you got all the answers because I can tell you that you don't. And uh, I look at this program on TV at, uh, in the afternoon. I think it come on at 2, 
30 in the afternoon. And then it's uh, come on again at 11.30 at night. And uh, it's called Ask the Pastor. And uh, on uh, TCT TV. And uh, they have different preachers from different uh, denominations answering questions. And I have yet to see them come up with a question with a question that nobody had an answer to. And uh, it's, it was a question that I asked. Uh, I can't re- I can't remember right this minute what the question was, but I've called in and asked asked that question twice, and so far I have have not gotten an answer to it. But anyway, love each other. Love each other. Go out of your way to love each other. That's the word for the day. Father God, in the name of Jesus, these are your people. Oh, God, you help us to humble ourselves and have all those things that we've done this year that was not pleasing in your sight, Lord. Oh, God, let's help us to treat each other with courtesy and kindness, God. In the name of Jesus, those people that's in the nursing home, prisons, and hospitals, Lord. Oh, God, help them, God, to understand that you are God and you, hallelujah, can send somebody in a, in a time of need. And help us to understand that we can pray and that you answer prayer. For us in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, you go and have a good time, a, a, a blessed week. Till next week on Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Bye-bye. been listening to Elder Gary Harris, pastor of Word of Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday from 1 o'clock p.m. until 1.30 p.m. here on the NFI Radio Gospel Network. My daddy, who is nearly 70 years old, seems to feel like some of today's gospel music has lost its way. You see, my daddy's from Kershaw, South Carolina, raised in Bright Light Baptist Church and Ebenezer Baptist Church. My daddy believes that when you hear gospel, it ought to sound like gospel. So my sister told me that she was making a gospel record. I wanted to make sure that it was something on there for my daddy. So daddy... I know that God, my God, God is good. God, my God, God is good. And know that He brought me out of darkness. God is 
Yeah. 